0: A Harry Potter Podcast made by kids, four kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 31 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. The third task. I was almost gonna say 31 over again. But I didn't. I got it. I got it right. So so Vaughn, how has your week been relating to Harry Potter content? You know, have you like had any desire to reread any of the books, or no? Do you just not like rereading in general? Like, is it just do you not reread I d- that I many don't books? Re-read. You don't reread. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, I had to make the decision this week of either starting to reread the Harry Potter series or to read the books that I got for Christmas. Read the books you got for Christmas, and exactly that's what Vaughn said. And I, I was like, I really want to read the Harry Potter books though. So in the end, I ended up reading the books I got for Christmas because it just made more sense to finish those before I embark on a seven book series. Eight, if you're including The Cursed Child. So I think I'm going to finish the books I got for Christmas and then move on to the Harry Potter series. And today, my friend, who kind of was into Harry Potter, but then kind of fell out of it, re-watched the Harry Potter movies. And she was all like, I really like these. And I was like, so we're thinking of maybe this summer doing a reread where we'll read one book and then we'll watch the movie together and then it'll be really cool. Because I was thinking, Vaughn, that we could get like a projector. But we have a lot to talk about for our analysis, so I'm pretty excited to get to that. But obviously, first we have to start with the chapter. So, Vaughn, you were, it's illegal on this podcast to say that this chapter was a chapter. It's, it, it, fine, it wasn't a chapter. I, I liked it. This it chapter. was a book. Honestly, like, some of the stuff that happens in this chapter is so sweet for, like, Harry and his, like, relationship building. It's really cool. Um, we'll get to it, though. Vaughn kind of, I think, got the boring part. I don't know if it was actually boring. Was it, Vaughn?
1: Um, it wasn't too boring. Because it, it was a bit of, like, action-packed, my part. So I, I got a pretty good part. Okay, yeah.
0: I So I think the part I got was pretty perfect for me, and then... Well, Von Gott was perfect for him, because you do you like the more action part of the series? Uh, yeah. Like, what... Do you like reading more of the action, or reading more of the, like, okay, they go to their classes, here's what they learn about.
1: Uh, they go to eat dinner.
0: You like the action, okay. I like more of the descriptive stuff, because I just want to go to Hogwarts, so... If we can learn more about their day, that's pretty cool to me. So, why don't we go on to the chapter,
1: Von? Uh, sure. So... Oh, I could... I've been like, Daisy, if if you're wondering why I've been moving my head around like that, it's because I'm just looking through your glasses and seeing the reflection of your screen so I can see the (laughs) delay of of how I'm moving on your screen. That's funny. Yeah, we're recording
0: the same way that we were last week because I find that it's a lot easier to edit this way. Like, I don't have to edit whole lines of dialogue just because one of us made a loud noise, which is so much easier. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it's helping the production value. I don't know what you would call that. Just, yeah, I guess value. Quality. All right, first sentence. Yeah, yeah, quality. Production quality. First sentence. Dumbledore reckons you know who's getting stronger again as well, Ron whispered. As soon as Harry got back to the common room, he sent Sirius a letter and told Ron and Hermione everything he had seen in the pensive. Pensive, pensive, whatever you want to call it. I feel like this is a little bit of a violation of Dumbledore's privacy, because right? <laughs> he's just getting back and he's like, "Guys, you will not believe what I saw in Dumbledore's memories." You know, and then all this stuff. And then, Wait, did okay, he say anything just...
1: about Neville's parents?
0: Okay, no, he okay, didn't so, say that. So, so
1: Harry isn't a completely terrible person.
0: He's not completely terrible, but he did tell them that Snape was a Death Eater.
1: <gasps> That's a violation. So,
0: let me read my next uh, note. Ron was in disbelief that Dumbledore trusted Snape, even though he was a Death Eater. Hermione began to talk about what Winky had said about Bagman. So, it feels a little bit of a little like like I said, a violation of Dumbledore's privacy and Snape's privacy for Harry to go and tell Ron and Hermione that Snape is a Death Eater. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, in the in the last chapter, uh, there was a part in the memory um, where Dumbledore or. Bagman, or Crouch, I think, was, like, uh, Snape has already been proved as, like, now faithful to Dumbledore. So,
0: I guess it's not terrible, but I still don't think that, like, he should have, I guess, told them. I don't know, they don't like Snape, though, and he's kind of mean, so I I can see the reasoning, but, yeah. Ron said that Bagman didn't know he was passing information to a Death Eater and brought up the possibility of Madame Maxime attacking Crouch. Ron said that it made sense because she didn't want to admit that she was a half-giant. Hermione said of course she wouldn't want to admit that because of the prejudice she would face. Also, like, it just seems absurd to me that they would think Madame Maxine I know, right? did it. Like, what would be the motive? That- like, she's just gonna walk out of her carriage and just beat Crouch down? Yeah, and
1: she hasn't expressed any, like, anti-sentiment to Crouch. Exactly, she just seems super nice. The only time she's ever expressed any real
0: amount of emotion was when she was against um, Harry being allowed into the tournament. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I don't don't know. Of course she is, because first of all, it's a violation of the rules, and second of all, it wouldn't benefit her school at all. Exactly. I also,
0: I still don't understand, I still think it's a little absurd that the judges on the Triwizard Tournament are headmasters of the schools that they're competing for. Like, I guess I understand why, for storytelling purposes. so they can't be violated. (laughs) That's true, yeah, that's true. It just seems kind of dumb. I don't know. And, um, yeah, so Hermione realized that it was late and told Harry that they wouldn't be able to practice the impediment curse like they had wanted to, but they could tomorrow. So Harry headed to bed thinking about Neville's parents and feeling anger towards whoever had tortured them. He realized that even though he was an orphan, Neville was the one who deserved the sympathy from people. Hermione and Ron helped Harry practice leading up to the third task, and Ron decided that all of the spells that they were learning would be good for when they were all Aurors.
1: Why does Ron think that he's going to be an Auror? Clearly Ron does not have the skill set.
0: I think this is a little bit of a throwback to an earlier chapter because Moody, I Harry and Hermione and and Ron go and see Professor Moody for some reason, and they're talking to him, and Moody's all like, um, "Yeah, you're Hermione," because Hermione says something like smart, and he's all like, "Hermione, you would make a really good aura and she's all like, "Oh, thanks." And then Harry says something smart, and then he's like, "Oh, Harry, you would make a good aura. And then, her, and then Ron's all like, what about me? You know, I want to make a good order.
1: Um, you know? like, <laughs> so, yeah, I want to tag
0: along so with you guys are adults,
1: r- too. I, I, keep the golden trio together.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think he is a little bit more like, I really want to be a part of this, but I don't think he has
1: the... Do you think Ron would make a good order? I don't think so at all. Because he's generally an awkward person and, you know, a yeah, lot stuff. And I, I don't agree. think Ron, I think Ron would get killed by the first criminal he came across. You think it, so? he he'd just get uh, Avada kedavra and his, his career is completely over.
0: Also, something I really don't like about Cursed Child, if we're just going to bring it to that for a second, is that Ron doesn't have a job. He's, he's just like an uncle. Fun- he's literally the Funkle. He's the fun uncle. That he like he's the one that sends them the pranks from
1: the joke shop. He's a stay. He's just a stay at home dad. I don't really like that for Ron. I don't see him as, as that. I I um I'd see I I think he would take over his like dad's job.
0: I agree. I, that's a Maybe bit of not a Ron necessarily- thing.
1: Yeah, like to kind I of you, follow in the footsteps. Like, Percy, Percy would go on for some higher ministry thing. Like, yeah, Percy c- should have been the ministry magic in Child. Yeah. Uh, um, Charlie, uh, Charlie and Bill. Charlie could have become like a renowned, like the most renowned dragon, um, or bio- biologist or whatever. Yeah, um, and then what did Bill do again? Like, he was a college. curse break. He was a curse breaker. Yeah, he just chills. Yeah, out yeah no, no. College. He he just has a small, simple life on the uh, curse breaking job. Uh, yeah, Ron, he's a yeah, curse would pronounce. take like a mediocre uh, ministry job, like his father. Then yeah, Ginny, she's a stay at home mom. Well, we already know that. Not stay at home because she does quit it. Oh, she, she does. does yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Um. Yeah. And then Fred and George, they got pretty good jobs, so yeah. The
0: thing is, Ron isn't super ambitious, but he's ambitious enough to the point where I don't think he would take over for Fred,
1: and run the joke shop. No, not, no, I don't is think it? you take. Oh yeah, well, I don't think you take over for Fred. I think he'd just take his following his dad's footsteps.
0: Yeah, but what he does in Chris Child is he kind of takes over. Yeah, for Fred not fully, but he kind of steps into that role a little bit for George, which is nice, but I don't like that for Ron. I think that he would become like what you said, either what his dad does or in a different department, but in the equivalent of what his dad
1: Yeah, does. so I think the two Weasleys that didn't, that should have gotten different jobs are Ron and Percy.
0: Yeah, because I don't think Hermione would have become Minister for Magic. Yeah,
1: Hermione shouldn't have. She, she
0: should have... I, I don't think that... Because she was smart, but I don't think she ever, like, exhibited any desire to become a minister She could have become
1: a librarian. Okay, maybe something <laughs> better
0: than a librarian. Um,
1: she could have become, uh, like, a um, historian or something like that. She could have become... She could have wrote the new A History of Hogwarts. Yes. Hogwarts A History. Part 2. Part 2. Oh, yeah, in, by Hermione Granger. I was looking up some curses and hexes for Harry Potter, and I uh, I was doing that, like, a few minutes ago. And the first thing is, like, people... You know how there's, like, people also ask section? Yes. The very first one is, what are the four unforgivable curses? And then it just lists the three. What are they? It just it lists, lists the, three. the three. I don't understand. Why who why would... A, what, who asks what are the four... And then why are there only three?
0: (laughs) If that's even a result. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um, Okay, so let's go on to... Where are we? Where are we? Okay, yeah, so as it became June, students became very excited for the third task. McGonagall allowed the trio to practice in her her class at lunchtime where Harry learned spells. And I'm thinking... Hogwarts terms end really late because the third task, I'm trying to look up like what date it's on. It's on the 24th of June and I think term ends a week after the third task. One day, so while they're practicing, they are just, you know, casually looking out the window like people do and they see Draco, Crabbe, and Goyle perched in a tree. And Draco was, like, holding something to his mouth and talking to his hand, and they all think, and Ron says something like, oh, oh wait, Harry says it looks like he's talking into a walkie-talkie, and Hermione reminded him that those didn't work at Hogwarts, and so they went back to practicing new spells. Which doesn't seem important, but it's foreshadowing, so. Yeah. Sirius sent letters every day up to the third task reminding harry that whatever was going on outside of the castle wasn't important because the third task was fastly approaching the morning of the task harry received a letter from sirius that only had a muddy paw print on it hermione got a daily profit and tried to hide it isn't it kind of crazy that we're already on the third wait, task wait why is
1: hermione trying to hide a daily profit
0: because of the article title yeah wait what was the article so draco what, what was the article title well, I'll tell you in no a second. Okay. So, basically, Hermione and Harry, Ron read it, and they're like, oh, no, Harry, it's nothing, you know? And so, Draco's like, this is a good opportunity, right? And he goes over to Harry, and he hands him the article called Harry Potter Disturbed and Dangerous, and it says that Harry often collapses at school. Often? This just made me well, Where think did they get often? Ger- <laughs> I don't know. How many times? But this just made me think that Draco was very- obsessed with harry <laughs> like he's very um just specifically here he's is, he's is like you know what i'm gonna bring this article to harry i'm gonna be a considerate boy and i'm gonna bring this a article considerate
1: to boy because
0: <laughs> he needs to see this you know draco's like oh dang hermione and ron aren't letting him see the Potter. article i should bring it to him i should be nice and bring it to him like it's so weird He is just very obsessed with Harry. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It also, so the article also mentioned that his scar frequently was hurt. It also mentioned his scar frequently hurting and that Harry had the ability to speak Parseltongue, which Draco testified to. Harry asked Hermione how she knew what happened in divination and that she was supposed to be finding information about, out, about magical bugging. And so, apparently this word bugging triggered something in Hermione's mind. And she goes oh quiet, my. and she puts her hand to her mouth, <laughs> and she grabs her bag and runs out of the hall.
1: This the is Godagal tremendous. Comes- I I, know, I just it, realized. The word bugging? I know. Yes, I and, know and if you're new to the book, then you will understand later.
0: Vaughn. Okay, just just like, just to, this is just for Vaughn, really, but- so every day when we every time we record from now on, I'm just gonna try a different flavor of tea. And I have had so much tea. Vaughn. I had the, Wait, this. Whole how, thing. How's the chamomile? I didn't have chamomile. What did you have? I had the spice How, one. how the good spice was it? One. It was good. I filled this up and drank this whole thing, and then I filled this up to fill this up and drink this whole thing. So it was good. I will have to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, yeah, it's a little cold now, but I just finished it, so I don't have to drink anymore. And, um, yeah. So, anyway, let's move on with what's really important here. Because this is one of my favorite parts of the chapter. Um, so, McGonagall comes to their table to talk to Harry, and she tells him that the Champion's families are all gathered in the chamber off the hall to be greeted. She left... Or she walks away, and Harry asked Ron if she expected the Dursleys to turn up. Um, and imagine if you're in Ron's in your if you're in Harry's situation. She's like, "Yeah, your family's there, Harry. <laughs> like, your family is right there in that <laughs> hall." And he's just this like, "This is your family's chance like,
1: for you to die. <laughs> on yeah, the exactly. Of because they don't like you, Harry. Exactly.
0: They don't like you. They don't like you. But they're in that hall. You should go talk to them." Imagine like the anxiety of like are the Dursleys here the people who literally hate me, and the most unexpected adorable thing happens. You know who turns up, Vaughn? Who turns Actually, up? Actually, let let me just let me just <gasps> let me just go on with my notes. Uh, Ron goes to class and Harry waits for as long as he can before going into the chamber. As he stands up, Cedric pokes his head out and told tells Harry that they were waiting for him. He steps into the hall and see, sees I don't know if I should say my notes in the past tense or the present tense. Because I feel like as we're talking about it it's happening.
1: I think I think past tense. happened,
0: I I don't know. Present tense sounds better in my mind. And past tense sounds better my in my mind. Okay, well we'll see. I'll just I'll just switch it between. You guys get it. So Harry stepped into the hall and saw Mrs. Weasley and Bill standing by the fire. Mrs. Weasley kissed Harry on the cheek and said that they thought they would come and watch him during his tournament, which is so sweet. I'm so happy for him. I know, I know. Clap, 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 clap. Isn't that cute? Do you think, okay, here's my question. Do you think McGonagall contacted the families and was, like, debating in her mind who she should contact? Like, how does she
1: know Harry's situation with the Weasleys? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Miss Weasley offered to come watch. Offered? I mean, she come, I, I, I bet she probably asked. Invited. I bet she requested asked. to come.
0: Like, maybe maybe she knew it was a tradition and was like, you should send me. Not the Dursleys, they're muggles. Oh, wait, the the Dursleys can't even see Hogwarts. Yeah, and wh-
1: Wait, and what, ha- what happens if a muggle-born? Was. What do you mean? What happens if a muggle born was selected to be in the competition? <laughs>
0: they don't they don't get to see their family. There is no family for them because
1: all their family would see would be like ruins, right? Well I'm sure when they're inside the castle it's different. Also if the if it's in ruins, yeah, then why... Kowalski. But if it's Kowalski can see inside the castle. I know, castle. but also. if it's in ruins then wouldn't anybody near also still want to explore it? Cause I think there's there are signs
0: outside of it that say like do not enter. You, they, I still if think it, if stupid would? teens
1: teens come across it. Of course, some people are going to enter. Yeah, but it's
0: like in the middle of nowhere, like dead set in the middle of the Scot Scottish Gales. I don't know, is that the word? The Scottish Locks? The, the, Scottish, the Scottish Isles? The is lake. The Scottish Isles, if that's a thing. It's right in the middle of Scotland, in the middle of nowhere. So people aren't just going to really hike into it. Harry saw that Fleur was looking at Bill with interest, which is, like, ooh, Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing? What's the age difference between Bill and Fleur? Well, okay, I'm going to look at that. Uh, yeah, um, you you do that, because I actually – it's probably not that bad, because she's 17 at that
1: point. Okay, if Fleur and they don't start t- is is at most 21 when she marries Bill Weasley, who's a bit older, at 26. Okay, so that's not terrible.
0: Okay. But how old is she? How do you think they even met? Uh, like, at the tournament, and then they just started exchanging,
1: like, owls from I France? Mean, I'm sure... Uh, I, maybe she asked him out. Uh, Like, or maybe he asked her out or something. And so they went out one day, and they're like, what oh, if we get this going? And then I'm sure... Fleur or Bill. But she still has to go back to France. She has to go back to France. That's true, but I'm sure they did send owls or something. Yeah,
0: I guess that would be how it would have to go. Imagine, like, how long it takes them to get their letters back. Okay, um... Bill said that it was great being back and asked if Sir Sir Cadogan and the Fat Lady were still there. Harry said yes and agreed to Bill's request for a tour. As they walked out, Amos Dickery greeted Harry. And he is a passive-aggressive man. He is very rude to Harry. He is.
1: He is. And
0: so he, so Harry is basically walking past Amos and he's like, Yo, Harry, I bet you're not feeling good about yourself now that, uh, Cedric here has, uh, caught up on points, and Harry just looks at him and he goes, what? And then, uh, and then, and then Cedric just goes to Harry and he goes, ignore my father. There was a
1: little bit more to this. There's gotta be like, one point where Harry just pulls out like the biggest and heart and big the biggest burn ever on Amos. I know. I really wish he would, but also, but he can't. Something else happens. Yeah, <laughs> kind of makes up for everything at that <laughs> we're, point. We're he not gonna can't. What happens? but It's next chapter.
0: I know, but at that point, he can't very well roast him on the thing that happens because that would be really bad. <laughs> but um. He's kind of missed his window to, like, drop a sick uh, burn. I don't know, roast, whatever you want to call it. They walked around the grounds looking at the Bowbattens carriages and the Germshire ship. Mrs. Weasley was intrigued by the Wamping Willow which had been planted after she left school. Do you think she knows that it was planted for- Does she know anything about Remus Lupin at this point?
1: Because when did no, they? Oh meet? no, she was part of the or they were both part of the order. Order,
0: like during the first Wizarding War.
1: Uh yeah. Uh yeah, of the Phoenix. Oh
0: yeah.
1: If okay. The order of the Phoenix is a group of people. That. So do you think five. she
0: knows that he? Do you
1: think she knows that he's a werewolf? I think she, she does. probably did know, but she she probably okay. didn't have like every single tiny detail about it. Like she probably doesn't know that the Whomping Willows planted for him. Probably not.
0: Okay. Harry asked how Percy was, and they explained that he had been questioned questioned several times about the disappearance of Mr. Crouch, and he was actually kind of mad about it. He also wasn't allowed to fill in as a judge, so Cornelius Fudge had to do it. And this is honestly so strange to me, that they were like, oh, dang it, we don't have our judge, let me call the Prime Minister, I think he can do it, you know? Like I think Cornelius Fudge has a, some some mm-hmm. matters that are a little more urgent. Yeah, and why would they need to, a yeah, school's why game? Fudge? Huh? Th- why Fudge? Why couldn't weird? they get someone else? Fudge is the Prime Minister of Magic. He has better things
1: to be doing. Yeah, that like are I a don't know. More important. You could get a giant squid. What a giant squid from the Black Lake? Definitely yeah, a viable th- that option. That could be the judge or the yeah, Mermaid yeah, yeah. King.
0: That is also a viable option. Or I don't know. I just feel like there are a few options better than the the
1: Prime Minister of
0: Magic himself.
1: No, the, you know the best person to be the judge would, of course, be Colin Creepy himself.
0: I believe so too. He will not be biased at Definitely. all. Definitely,
1: no bias.
0: No, no, he would not be biased. He would. He would actually just treat all of the contestants equally, and love them all. At lunch, Mrs. Weasley and Bill ate at the Gryffindor table, and Ron was surprised to see them. The rest of the Weasley kids ate with them, and Harry felt as if he was back at the burrow, forgetting to worry about the third task. That seems so fun. Like, I just want to be part of the Weasley family so bad. Because they have, like, all these different archetypes of siblings. Where you can just hang out with any of them, and they all have kind of a different, like personality going yeah, on yeah but
1: you can't hang out with percy because he'll be he just like reject you and he was like get away we'll from just my work
0: okay you know what he'll do he'll be like if you want to hang out with me you're gonna help me no, or,
1: with this report, no, or you you just can't talk because i gotta work
0: yeah exactly you cannot make any noise it's like you're reading a book turns page you know like it just looks at you
1: aggressively charlie and Bo would just tell like stories about like Sorry, weird, weird occurrences that happen with, like, their dragons or their jobs.
0: Yeah, Charlie, Charlie would, like, teach you about dragons. Yes. Yeah. He'd be like, so, what color do you like? I can tell you all about dragons that have that color and what it means. Bill, of course, would be the funny story guy. Like, he would be the best, funniest person to hang out with. Well, not the funniest. Fred and George would be the funniest. Hanging out with them would be a blast, because they would just show you all their latest, like, inventions and all the things that they have who else won
1: uh oh ron what would it be like hanging out with ron ron would just eat he wouldn't have time to talk because he's stuffing his face exactly you know what ron could be who i i have ron's job okay you you yeah he he'd be he'd be a speed eater a speed eater okay records
0: The amount of hot dogs eaten in, like, a minute. <laughs> no, had <laughs> a chunk of frogs digesting. Yeah. 100 is the record. Ron's gonna make it 101 someday. Yeah. So Ron would be the person that you would talk to if you really needed to, like, vent your feelings to someone. He, he because he'd just he would, be nodding he would and not just talk.
1: chewing the entire time. Exactly,
0: He wouldn't process any of what you say, but you can talk to him and he would appear to be listening. But more yeah, focused yeah. on what he's eating. Ginny... You would just play, like, Quidditch or something.
1: Well, I mean, at this point in time, she's not as into Quidditch. I don't know what you'd
0: do at this point in time with Ginny. Yeah,
1: what would Ginny do? I guess just, we like, don't gossip. we don't really know a lot about her interests, other than she likes Harry. Maybe you
0: would just gossip with Ginny. Like, you would just be like, so, what's the latest, uh, How details? old is she at this
1: time? Thirteen? Thirteen? Because, okay, because, okay, like, in junior high, there's not as much gossip as in, like, elementary or something. I don't know. So I, don't I wouldn't know say too would... much gossip, but. I don't even know what you would do with her, then. But, yeah, because like, they don't really out? expand on it
0: too much. Read read magazines? <laughs> I don't know. Who reads magazines? Okay, guys, magazines here's your, ma- your guys'
1: Other than moms.
0: That's true. Here's your guys' mission. You have to email us, and you have to tell us what you think these characters would do. Because now I'm I'm a little I'm a little invested at this point. Um, so when Hermione came back from the library to eat, Mrs. Weasley gave Hermione a stiff hello. Harry noticed and told Mrs. Weasley that what the prophet said was rubbish because Hermione wasn't his girlfriend. Mrs. Weasley was noticeably nicer to Hermione after that. And after lunch, the three of them spent the afternoon walking around Hogwarts. At dinner, fudge and. <laughs> So so when I was typing my notes out, I typed in at dinner, fudge and Bagman Batman Batman table. But, but I auto-corrected it to Batman, so I was like, I'll just I'll just leave this. Cause imagine you're just eating dinner. Fudge and look and at Bat table.
1: It's Batman. Okay, dude, you gotta come to my birthday party. Dude, this would be the best guest appearance.
0: Imagine if Batman was at Hogwarts eating dinner Batman. that would be pretty great
1: you're a wizard, Batman. Fudge, was,
0: you're, you're a wizard Batman. <laughs> fudge was sitting next to madame maxime whose eyes were very red hagrid kept looking down the table at her they ate and dumbledore announced that the champions needed to go to the stadium so they all headed off bagman asked harry how he was feeling and harry said that he was okay which was sort of true he was also very nervous I feel really bad for Madame Maxime because they are seriously just going off the fact that she's half giant. I know, right? Nobody is suspecting Karkaroff, former Death Eater. Wait, so wait wasn't Wait, give, give me a minute. Wait, why is she crying? She's crying. It's not said, but I think it's because they probably took her into questioning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're like, hey, did you, uh... Did you, uh... You know?
1: Bang, you know, bang. Did you,
0: uh bang bang did you uh you know take out crouch
1: as the kids like to say whack em. yeah okay um the quidditch pitch was completely unrecognizable with 20-foot hedges everywhere and students began to fill the stands now this part is a lot different than the movie because the spectators fill the stands where, where they normally watch quidditch but in the film, there's I l- like a really small section at the very entrance of the maze. So you could probably get about like um a 20th of the school in there. But yeah. and you can't see a thing. But exactly. if but if they but, if they but if they saw the like- actual stands, then you'd be able to have a complete aerial view. Yeah, you, they're just sitting to there everything.
0: like they're just sitting there watching the hedges and they're like such suspense. Wow. I really like
1: feel like it now. Like watching dry. <laughs> like, I
0: mean, exactly that's well, it that's it that
1: twig has moved the twig has moved two inches from i heard a twig snap an hour. dang dang i bet s- it's special. going well yeah <laughs> yeah and the most eventful thing they see is just red sparks and the movie and the movie would be terrifying as a champion to just look up and see all the students
0: students just staring down at you like you're an like, ass
1: hi but, but then you, you probably see some, like, students, like, looking, like, completely scared for you and be, like, pointing somewhere near you. Like, it's behind you! <laughs> 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 and you're busy looking up and the monster just... <laughs> um, Harry walked to the front of the maze where a group, when a group of teachers walked towards the him and the other champions wearing red stars. They said that they would be tro- patrolling the outside of the maze and if they got into trouble, they should send red sparks and they would rescue them. Bagman cast Sonoris and amplified his voice. Sonorous. He announced that Harry and Cedric were tied. Crom was in second. Fleur Rose in third. Okay, this part is pretty great because, um, in the film, I mean. Because you know
0: how Dumbledore's just, like, announcing it all and they have that, like, nice music playing? Yeah. And Dumbledore's just like,
1: three, two, and
0: then Filch just lets the cannon go, like, a second early and he's like, Dumbledore's just so confused. Yeah. I can't actually make the tune, but I think I'm gonna take a clip of that and play it for our transition. You guys, it's gonna
1: be cool. Wait, isn't it, like what's copyright like? Uh, like I don't. I mean, like, what are the like the official rules? Like, I, I mean, like, is a five second clip copyrighted? No, I basically five. Is it within seconds fair is, like, use?
0: Yeah, you can use clips of it. Because you know how Super Carlin Brothers use clips yeah. sometimes? You can use clips. You just can't use, like... I can't put 30 minutes of the Harry Potter film okay. into
1: our podcast and be like, yeah, this is totally fair use. Um, Bagman yelled for Harry and Cedric to go, and they sprinted down the maze, eventually coming to a fork, where Harry went left and Cedric went right. Harry heard, ba- heard Bagman tell Crumb to enter. And I don't really like the way they did this task, because they enter, like pretty close to each other. Like, within, like, 30 seconds of each other. Yeah. So you don't get that much of a lead on your op- opponents.
0: What if Crum is just, like, he is just a, a cheetah. He is cheetah. terribly fast. Yeah. And he just runs Harry
1: straight what over. he just transfigured himself into a cheetah? You know what? Or rhinoceros, wait. and you could just hit anything you wanted. Can you do that? M- Possible. Or, wait, or what cool. if you made yourself a chimp? You could climb the hedges.
0: None of them are. Sh- none of them are powerful enough to fully transfigure themselves. Even Crumb could only half transfigure himself. So imagine he's half cheetah and he's using his front legs. Like, what if really one fast, kid was he's...
1: secretly an Magus, And everyone's looking down so, from oh the the Quidditch God. stadiums, and they're like, But <gasps> they, they would still win." I didn't. If if they got the cup, they would still win, even if they were because it's
0: because it's it's, it's, it's like- the
1: rules. Bro,
0: imagine you're just sitting there on the Quidditch, you're just looking down at all the ants, and you're there's like, there's just a lemur did C- C- in there. <laughs> did, C- <laughs> did Cedric just
1: turn into a... A shark on He's <laughs> <laughs> Just flopping around, He you can't even... <laughs> no, Crumb's like, Crumb thought it would be a really good idea at, at the start, when he when he ran into, like, a monster, he's like, this isn't working. Victor becomes a uh, a shark and eats another opponent. <laughs> Oh Jesus. Um Harry kept going and eventually heard f- floor's uh, whistle blow and he ran into Cedric who had been running from blasting the Harry ran into a dementor and yelled expecto patronum but it stumbled back and Harry realized that it was just a bogger and cast ridiculous.
0: That is okay, that is so weird. How does it stagger? It staggers. Dementors? No, d-
1: dementors don't stagger. That's exactly what Harry realized. It's like is it can't but be a dementor then? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's got to be a bogger then.
0: But if it's a bogger right? And it turns into a Dementor. Dementors don't have legs. So what's it stumbling over? How's that work? I don't
1: know. Invisible legs? Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Um, Harry then ran, uh, ran into Golden Mist and tried to cast reduct- Reducto, which passed right through it. Harry ran through the mist and the entire world flips. It's like he's his feet are attached to like the ceiling, which is now the ground. And he felt like he's just gonna fall into the infinite void of space. That is terrifying. What if he, he mo- jumped? Would that just change? What? I don't I think I don't think and that would change. He me. felt like his glasses were gonna fall off his head.
0: Imagine how terrifying that would be. Like all of a sudden you're just you're not flipped, but your like field of vision is. So it looks like like with Harry, um you're just you feel like you're gonna fall back, but you Imagine don't Imagine just
1: being ejected into space.
0: Okay, I just like took a big leap of like, imagine being, imagine being ejected. Like, you bro, imagine being ejected into space. Like, I, I don't really like imagining things like that. Wait, one, you know that scene in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. where they're like staging a coup and they just start throwing people into space? Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, that was. No, be no, no, but, but my image is just, like they're wearing like um this, this this guy has some really or you know how you know like the kid from The Incredibles? Yeah. He's got his cool new rocket boots, and he's amplified them to like a hundred percent their original size. <laughs> <laughs> First test. <laughs> he goes to space. He dies. He's gone he just, he just yeah, he's nobody like, ever heard gone. from him again. Harry flies into space, he's like, oh hi man. <laughs> Um, Harry took a step out of the mist, and he fell back to the ground, which was normal again. Harry kept going and ran to a ten-foot blast-ended screw. <laughs> that is the I most know, terrifying right? thing I've ever heard of. He cast- Ten uh, foot? He cast the impediment. Is it thick, from... too? Like, how big is this blast-ended like, I ima- screw? I imagine, like, a maggot. Like, just a thin worm. It's just no, ten not feet No, not thin. Long. Like, a, you know Have you seen a picture of a maggot? Yeah, they're, like, thick. They're thick. Compared to their size, yeah. so, I, that's what I imagine. With but, but they have so like it's a like, it's like but they this. have like a hole on their end that just ejects fire, and their mouth is a pincer. That is that is the most disgusting image.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 I got it.
1: Um, he <laughs> cast <laughs> Stupefy, but it rebounded against its skin. He cast the Impediment Curse, which hits hit its underbelly and froze it. Harry ran away and heard Crumple Crucio at Cedric, and that that took a quick turn. Harry could...
0: Wait, he I, he actually said Crucio? No, like
1: Crum started casting Crucio on Cedric.
0: No way, how did yeah, that? He just
1: heard Crum from far away. Yo, Crucio. But it
0: never would have worked. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked. No, it would have worked. No, because you have to like really feel it. Daisy. Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. Daisy, Daisy, Okay, now, Daisy. this is a
1: bit of a spoiler, but it, it's it's not big.
0: Wait, it's not actually Crumb. It's not actually Crumb. No,
1: it, it, it is actually Crumb. Crum's just under the- uh, Oh! S- slight spoiler, the other curse. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, now. I'm
0: remembering now. Yeah, I'm remembering He's
1: under now. the Imperius curse. Yeah. Most of you guys have probably already guessed that. Yeah, got it, got it. He cast Reducto on a hedge, climbed through, and saw a Crumb standing over Cedric, so he stunned Crum um uh, that is very
0: brave of harry i would sprint in the opposite
1: direction cedric and harry decided to send up red sparks so that the teacher would come and take away crumb so and then they kept going uh they parted ways after that and harry ran into a sphinx which is aligned with the human head and it's a girl head so um it paced uh guarding the path and said that harry was close and that the closest way to win was past her she said that he would have that he would have to answer her riddle and said, and Daisy, don't scroll down. I don't really? want you to see the answer to this. Okay. Have you already seen the answer?
0: I I did, but I don't remember it, and it was
1: confusing,
0: so I don't okay. remember
1: it. First, think of the person who lives in disguise, who deals in secrets and tells naught but lies. Next, tell me what's always the last thing to mend, the middle of the middle and the end of the end. And finally, give me the sound often heard during the sh- search for a hard-to-find word. Now string them together and answer me this: Which creature would you, be, would you be unwilling to guess? What? Okay, so basically, it's there's three parts to the word, yeah. and each part is like described. So the first okay. part of the word is first thing of the person who lives in disguise, who de- deals in secrets and tells not but lies. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? I don't know. Okay, uh, it's a spy. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, tell me what's always the last thing to mend. The middle of the middle and the end of the end. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like, literally what it's saying. N-D. Huh? I-D or N-D. Yes, you got that right. And finally, give me the sound often heard during the search for a hard-to-find word.
0: Like, um, or something?
1: But the, the British version.
0: Er. Yes. Really go like air. Okay, so what, I don't know what they're saying. Are they just going?
1: You know, R- like what's R- the noise they're
0: actually physically making? Yeah, okay. Well, I
1: think I think it would be like this. Uh, well, er, something like that. Okay. Well, er. Well, um, it's a spider. <laughs> okay.
0: Got it. Did
1: you actually know? No. Okay. If if um, and if I had to answer this, I would say the final one was um, because we don't say er in the U.S. We would never guess Yeah, exactly. That. I don't even think they say it over and there. And Harry's no, Harry literally earlier in the chapter, like, when he fought, when, when, right when she had finished saying the entire riddle, the first thing he said was, um. Yeah, that's I weird. don't understand. I why. would
0: never have guessed this. If I were in the Triwizard Tournament, I would be in so much trouble. dead. The Sphinx so eats you. you.
1: Yeah. Sphinx would eat me. The Sphinx moved aside and Harry saw the cup. He began to sprint and Cedric began running in front of him. A giant spider collided with Cedric and attacked, but Harry tried to stun it. It didn't work, so Harry kicked its pincers, but right after that it just b- bit his leg and it began to bleed, so he coll- so he collapsed and stunned the spider at the same time as Cedric. It's- it scuttled off and Harry told Cedric to go in, but Cedric refused and said that Harry should. Harry finally agreed with Cedric that they should both grab it, and he they uh Cedric agreed because that way it was a tie and a Hogwarts victory. They grabbed the cup. Final sentence. He could not unclench the hand holding the childhood cup. It was pulling him onward in a howl of wind and swirling color. Cedric at his side. In the movie, this scene is like really hyped up, which I enjoy. I yeah, think and it's like good. they have like the hedges closing behind them. Yeah, but, like it, it makes up for all the missing. Yeah, stuff. and in the film, they don't have like any creatures he runs into. It's just like yeah. the hedges trying to kill them. Yeah. Exactly. Alright, so now we have two Movie use Oh, um, we haven't done Movie use. I think I accidentally closed that.
0: Oh, might want to open it. So, yeah, yeah, we haven't done Movie use in a really long time, but I got them this time. Don't worry, we have them. So, I go first, so I'll read mine first. So, at around one hour and 50 minutes before the cannon fires for the third task, Amos Digray can be seen hugging Cedric. He then says, my boy, even though his mouth is not moving. That is, like, my pet peeve in film. Why would they leave an audio, like, a dialogue line in the film if their mouth is not moving?
1: Yeah, It doesn't make job. any sense. Well, I mean, editing mistake. <laughs> At around one hour and fifty minutes, when the contenders enter the third task arena and during the scene there are mis- during the scene there are mismatches between the bass drum sound and the video of the girl playing it as seen in the background of the scene.
0: She's just like, She's just like, duh, duh, but this, you know, like it's totally not synced. Okay, yeah. So now we are going to move on to our analysis.
1: First person to touch the cup will be the winner on the count of three. One.
0: now let's go to our Hogsmeade journal and analysis so our whole analysis is kind of a Hogsmeade journal and i did that because there is a lot of news and it's all just worth having it as an analysis because we could talk about this for a while so why don't we start with um i'll just start with this thing so Recently on Spotify, I found that someone had posted the Harry Potter audiobooks read by Stephen Fry.
1: Is that a And they had,
0: posted, they had posted number one, two, three. That was it. Four, five, and six, and seven were not there. So I was listening to them, and they're really good. Like, I really like the, aud- the narration, and Stephen Fry does a-, a really good Hagrid impression. But then I was looking today, because I was going to recommend that you guys listen to them. But I was looking today for them to listen to them, and they're not there. They got taken down. Because they're copyrighted. Oh, that sucks. I know, it does. And so now, I did find that the Jim Dale versions are on there. The American guy. It's not going to be anywhere near as good, but if you really want a free Harry Potter audiobook that's, like, official, the Jim Dale ones are on Spotify, chapter by chapter. And they have Chris Child. Mm-hmm. They have Chris Child. All the Harry Potter books, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Quidditch Through the Ages, cursed Child. Did I ever say that? Uh, yeah, maybe. So those are the ones they have for Jim Dale reading them, and that was basically what I wanted to talk about for our Hogsmeade journal. So for our analysis, we're going to be kind of going into the Wizarding World things that are going to be coming out this year. The like major ones, like the major productions. The major exhibits that are coming out. We're just gonna go into the, you know, the big ones. So there's an article on Wizarding World that details everything coming to the Potter universe in 2022. And you guys already know this, but the Secrets of Dumbledore trailer or the Secrets of Dumbledore movie is going to be released in April. And the cover is, in my opinion, awesome. So mm-hmm. Vaughn, can you click the oh, link? Oh, co- I already
1: did click on it. I, I isn't the, the it. cover really cool? It does. It does look cool.
0: And I love how they just kind of made the, um, they made the kind of, like, slogan, I guess you would call it. Return, Return to magic. Return to the magic. Yeah. It's, like, it's but,
1: perfect. Uh, but also with the secrets of Dumbledore, I just don't think they should have put Hogwarts on the poster image. Yeah, because- It's, it's not going to deal a lot with Hogwarts. It's Fantastic Beasts. It's not Harry Potter. I think it will.
0: Whose wand is that? Is that Newt's wand on the cover? Let me get it. Let me pull it up. I think it's Newt yeah. But, I don't know. The Fantastic Beasts movie are just, they're always a little inconsistent. Because you can tell that the producers had no idea who to make the main character. They were like, do we make Newt the main character? Do we make Dumbledore the main character? And you can tell a little bit that Dumbledore, they want to move into it being Dumbledore. But then at the same time, they, st- they have to keep it as Newt, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they have to somehow incorporate magical creatures into it. So I don't know how they're going to kind of keep up with that. And also something that I think... It's like one of the biggest complaints for the, the crimes of Grindelwald is that you don't actually find out that many crimes. You know? Like, he only actually commits a couple crimes, and then you don't actually... No, like, learn yeah, the and because they can't ones. catch
1: him. That's why they don't want to, they can't arrest him. They can barely, but then why would him. they
0: call it the crimes of Grindwald if you really don't really learn that many crimes?
1: Well, I mean, they visibly see him and his compatriots murder a child. That's true. It's, that, was it, that was infanticide. That wasn't what they, they, they committed infanticide, Daisy.
0: How t- that's the, that's terrible. Okay, I know that's terrible. But that's only one crime, and it's called the Crimes of Grindwald. They've committed other crimes. I know, I'm just saying, I feel like they should put more of Grindelwald in the film. The only- like, that end scene where they're- we talk about this so much, but the end scene where Grindwald is giving that speech, you know that scene?
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really cool that he's like the blue fire dragon. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: That's why I'm so upset they changed the actor, because- Grindelwald as Johnny- Johnny Depp as Grindelwald was amazing. Like, you could tell that he was just Grindelwald. Like, he was just meant to be Grindelwald. And I think it really sucked that they had to change him, because I don't think the new guy's gonna be anywhere near as good. But we- we're hoping. We have high hopes for this. Um, Vaughn, why don't you read the next?
1: There's gonna be a BBC documentary coming out called Fantastic Beasts, A Natural History which is going to be examining the creatures that inspired J.K. Rowling's Fantastic Beasts. It will also go into different muggle creatures.
0: I think this sounds really interesting. It's also going to be narrated by Stephen Fry, who also, like I was talking about earlier, voiced the British version of the Harry Potter audiobooks. It looks pretty interesting. I think we will end up watching it and talking about it. It's a little weird because it's we're just gonna it feels like they're gonna make it harry potter themed but at the same time it's really just gonna be about animals right vaughn yeah yeah because it just says like yeah they're gonna go into different muggle creatures and it's
1: like okay you, you know, know it, we clearly can many of them we can clearly understand what the inspirations were for like you know how the, there's one there's one that looks like a lion in the first one also the graphorn horn that's clearly rhino inspired. Yeah, exactly. And then the Niffler's platypus, I assume. I think they're
0: just going to tell us more information about those animals. uh uh-huh. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, we already have the Fantastic Beast book.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's kind
1: of weird. At the Wizarding... Oh, uh, the Hogwarts Legacy video game is also going to be released this year and will allow the player to become a student at Hogwarts.
0: It got advanced. The release date got advanced. So originally it was coming out in 2023, but now it's coming out this year. Which is really exciting. Do you think you're going to play it, Vaughn? Probably. I just think it's so cool that you get to play as, like, the, a car- a student at Hogwarts. I just hope
1: that it's worth it.
0: Yeah. I wonder how much money it's going to cost. I just
1: don't want it to be, like, one set storyline that, like, you can't, like, go back and explore things. Or, yeah. you know. Something. They, they, there's, like, a lot that fans are going to be expecting.
0: Yeah. And I know that we talked about this, but I just, I really like one of the games I really used to enjoy was Skyrim, and I think that one of the reasons I did is because there's so many different things you can do in the game. It's like you, there's so many different side quests, you can talk to so many different people, you can buy a bunch of different things. Like, it takes forever to finish that game, so I'm hoping that this game takes a long time to finish too,
1: because I don't want to finish it within a couple weeks. Yeah, like, I played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I finished yeah. it within like, uh, like I think a week. You or finished two. that very. I finished it pretty quickly, but it wasn't like we. Yeah, like I finished it pretty quickly. But
0: I'm thinking uh, I, like, I
1: but after I finished it, and like you had the ability to sp- explore more, do more, uh, restart the storyline or whatever, but I just didn't feel motivated to go back and check back on everything I, yeah, I understand so i that. want there to be more side quests like in other larger storylines you can also unlock
0: yeah and, and it would be no. really cool if you could work your way through the seven years like you start first year and then it takes you a long time and you get to start the second year and then it takes you a long time until you get to until you graduate and i think it'd be really cool if you can like build relationships with other students one of my biggest complaints with Hogwarts mystery, I think it's called, is that you have a set friend. Like, no matter who you are, you're playing as this character and you have a set, like, best friend, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's too, like, stereotypical Harry Potter. They have the Draco Malfoy character, who's from Slytherin, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Then they also have that other character who's either probably from Gryffindor or Hufflepuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think the... Then there's this like other boy that you become friends with who's a Hufflepuff, and, and yeah, your and best friend is a whatever house you are.
1: Yeah, and the the game is basically just asking for you to give as much money as possible. It's basically pay to win, because yeah, in order to do things, you use energy to do certain things, and then you have to so it gets you to keep coming back. And if you want exactly. more energy, you need to buy it. And yeah. Then there's so. one. There's this one part where you get caught in like a devil's snare in a closet. But you run out of energy so quickly that you can't even get out of there without purchasing energy. Yeah, like I got stuck there and I'm just like, I'm done. This is not working. I'm I'm done with this game. Agreed.
0: So I think that with this new game, there needs to be more options. Like I can be friends with whoever I want, whoever the villain. Like I can pick who the villain is yeah. by building the relationships with people.
1: Yeah, and obviously they're not gonna have the energy system because it's a it's gonna be a game. Uh, it's gonna be a PC and a. Console game.
0: I'm really excited for the game to come out, and I'm just hoping that if I spend an hour on it a day, I can still spend, like, half a year trying to finish the game, you know? Mm -hmm. And have a lot of fun doing it at the same time. And I really hope you can go to Hogsmeade and buy things. So at the Wizarding World Studio Tour in London, there's going to be a new Magical Mischief exhibit, which will celebrate the magical pranks that take place in the Harry Potter stories. And this is primarily going to be focused on the Weasley twins pranks that they play. And there's also going to be a new behind-the-scenes exhibit in Philadelphia, which opens on February eighteenth, 2022. So that's really cool. I like how they're kind of opening more things in places that aren't just London, New York City. But I don't know why they don't get things out here to L.A., like we live close enough to it where if we want to go see something for Harry Potter we can easily drive out there. But they don't have anything for Harry Potter out here in, the, in Los Angeles. They have everything. If it's in California and it's Harry Potter it's in San Francisco. Which is super annoying cuz Los Angeles is I I think a bigger city, a more like popular well-known city Well, you know? San Francisco's the capital. So the capital.
1: San Francisco's the capital of California. No Sacramento. Right?
0: Oh
1: no, no I'm, Sacramento. I'm done. <laughs> no, it's fine.
0: They 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 sound similar anyway. There's also going imp- to oh I already said that. Vaughn, why don't you
1: read the next one? There's going to be a new behind the scenes exhibit in Philadelphia, which I opens- already read that. Okay. This year is also the 25th anniversary of when Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was published in the UK, and there's going to be a new edition of the book with bonus content. Which is like, yay! We need an yet another edition of Harry Potter. Which there are what, what so many. What bonus content?
0: I don't even know. I guess like maybe it'll be like some information
1: from book. the interviews. We've already gotten ten of them.
0: Exactly. There's so many editions of the same books. The only like new content we've gotten in so long where it's not just like, yes, this is an interview we got ten years ago. No, really, th- there's seen really it. no
1: point to do it. It's just like another. It's just another thing for all collectors so they can generate some more revenue. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. literally no point.
0: I like some of them. I like the house collections. I like my book, my illustrated editions, but I don't feel the need to have every single book. Um, so, Wizarding World is going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. So Harry Potter Book Night will take place this year on June 26th and will be extra special in order to celebrate the 25-year anniversary of the Philosopher's Stone release. Wizarding World is going to release many games, crafts, and activities for the celebration. Also, Yvonne, I was thinking about this earlier. Do you remember how last Christmas Wizarding World had this thing where it was like, it was, like, candles. You could, like, customize a candle in the Great Hall and send your friend the code, and then they could look at the candle that you had written them. Oh, I think so, yeah. Why do you think they didn't do that this year?
1: Maybe they want to try something new.
0: Maybe. I wish they had. That was a Cause really Because otherwise it would just be the
1: same thong- old thing every
0: year. That's true. It was a really cute idea, though. I feel like this year, if they had done it, I would have sent it to a lot more people. So, they're gonna, for the occasion, for the book night, they're gonna celebrate, they're gonna release on wizardingworld.com many games, crafts, and activities for yeah, the celebration. But th-
1: those aren't, they're just crafts, crafts and activities. I know. They're it's just like, like the like best way they have to reach people. DIYs with like your to- leftover toilet paper rolls. <laughs> That's true. Or, like, those I never, things. I don't do those, honestly. Like, they're the, just not, I, I don't know who would do those. They're just, like a little knickknack, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that's cool. Okay, next and throw next.
0: Away. The only one that I've ever seen that I thought was cool where it was like wrapping paper, and you use a potato to like make a stamp that's Harry Potter themed, and you stamp the wrapping paper, which I thought was cool. but that was the only one I've ever considered doing, and I didn't do it. So, the next thing is that the Chris Child play is reopening in several places and is going to be opening in new places, too. So, the stage play is now preparing to open in Tokyo, Japan.
1: So, I don't know how many of you guys are Japanese listening, but... fun. Oh, why don't you read the next one? <laughs> uh, let me read the next one. Um, the play is also going to be opening in Toronto, Canada in the Ed Mervish Theatre. The play is in two-part format in London and Hamburg. So, for those of you that don't know, Hamburg. when you go to see *The Cursed Child*, in both in any of
0: the places right now, except for New York, you go and see it. You go and see a couple hours of it on Saturday, and then you go see a couple more hours of it on Sunday. So you see it in two parts. I wouldn't like because, that because the play is so long. So what they've done is they've kind of compacted it into a one-hour format. Or not a one-hour format, a one-day format. So I'm assuming if the normal play is four hours, this is probably going to be like a three-hour thing. Which I think I would prefer to see it in two parts
1: because uh, then uh, you get more content. Well, I prefer to see it in one part, but with the same amount of content, because I wouldn't have to, want to have to come back the very next day to watch the same play. That's And true. I know it's the second part. You're probably, but you're probably going to have forgotten a little bit. That's true, that makes sense,
0: yeah. You'll be like, okay, why are they doing that? It's like, remember what happened last night? So in New York and San Francisco, it runs as a single-ticket production, with Melbourne adopting this production style in May of 2022. Toronto and Tokyo will both open with a single-ticket production, meaning that Toronto and Tokyo are both going to just do the one-day thing.
1: The Harry Potter concert series Global Tour will also be running in 2022. You can experience the films while listening to the score, played by a f- live full symphony orchestra. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This tour will be going to the US, Portugal, Canada, Australia, Germany, France, Belgium, Switzerland, China Nordics, and Netherlands this year. Vaughn, my question is, do you think you can he- actually
0: hear the movie over the music, or is the music just drowning everything out?
1: I assume they've got to be playing it at, like, full, vo- like, a good amount of volume. Which score is your favorite? Like, which one would you like to see the most? I if you had to see. Any I really of movies. love living death. it's it's not it's like it's like in six where he's like, yeah, yeah, like dude, he's dude, yeah, he's dude. like feeling really good after like getting like, 100, yeah. like a hundred yeah good score with like Mm-hmm.
0: I really like the first one. Um, and the third one. Those both are, like, probably my yeah. favorite. So, I would definitely like to see those. Yeah, I really love
1: the music from uh, 6.
0: Yeah. So, UK is not on this list. I don't know why. I think they are in the UK. I don't know why I was on the, wasn't on the list. But for US, I looked, and they're not even coming to California. Really? So, we're going? not going go to go. Like, just a bunch of random states. Like, they're going to, I think, Nevada. Why Nevada? Or, they're going to Oregon. They're going to Oregon and Washington. But those are the only ones like actually near our state. They're not even coming to California. Why not go to no l- go to
1: like one of the bigger, more pot states like with better bigger That's population? W- exactly.
0: That's what I'm telling you. Like California is such a huge, like well known state. Like if you're not from America, you know California. Why not New York? And they're York? not coming to California. So like makes no sense. They probably are going to New
1: York. Yeah, probably, but yeah, some of the states they they're probably going to. Yeah.
0: And so, finally, I know this has already come out, but we should remind you that Return to Hogwarts recently came out. It came out on New Year's, and it's a cast reunion of the Harry Potter movies, and you can watch it on HBO Max. And it was great. I highly recommend watching it. So, that is it for today's episode. This has been the longest episode we've recorded in a very long time. How
1: long is Uh, it? An hour and four minutes
0: without being edited yet. So, we'll see what happens when I've edited it down, but we'll see. And... So let's do our plugs really quickly, Vaughn. Bon. So remember to email us at at gmail.com. Let us know what you think you would do with each of the Weasley kids if you were hanging out with them. Specifically Ginny, because we could not come to like we could not come up with an idea of what you would do with Ginny. Um, you can leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts because it would help us out so much. Just honestly, it'd help more kids find this podcast and be able to like connect with other Harry Potter fans that are kids you can visit
1: us at uh
0: yep and that is it we will see you guys next time for chapter 32 we're getting very near to the end of this book so we'll see you then and in the meantime um i don't actually know what i was gonna say in the meantime go check out harry potter reunion
1: all right bye guys bye thanks for listening Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.